I'm Mike Vardy. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepasswordcom slash ConVo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. This episode of the podcast is a 
real treat. I really enjoyed chatting with my guest this week, Toku McCree. We've never had a chance to actually meet in person, but there's a lot of alignment there. And uh, this one will probably require a couple of listens because there's a lot of depth that goes into it. And uh, I just really had a great time talking with Toku. He's he's a fantastic and fascinating person. Just to give you a sense of who he is and, and what he's about, Toku is a coach and teacher who uses his experience working with rock stars, like literal rock stars. And he also lived in a Zen monastery. And, and he takes that experience and works with brilliant leaders who are obsessed with greatness to help them understand that success is really just the beginning of an amazing life and not the destination. And, and there's just a lot of gold in this episode. So I, I, I'm really happy you've tuned into it. And let's just get right to it. Here is the here's the gold mine, the wealth of, of, of knowledge and wisdom uh, that we get through this discussion here. My discussion with Toku McCree here on the Productivityist Podcast. Enjoy. Toku McCree, welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. Hey, thanks, man. It's so great to talk to you. We just talked like 15, 20 minutes before we started recording because we <laughs> we talked about a few things, um, one of which is that we've both been to Chris Gillibo's World Domination Summit. I've been every year. Uh, you've, you've graduated. Um, so so you're, you, you've I moved am, on. I'm, a, I'm the graduate school WDS yeah. that we're not telling you. Yeah, we're you're, not telling you. <laughs> I, I think if I go often enough, maybe that'll happen. I think I'll probably pay my tuition by the time I go as many times as I've gone. But uh, to, <laughs> Toka, I want, one of the things I want to dive into is you're, there's, there's some unconventionalism here. Speaking of, mm. you know, I mean, when it comes to the, the world domination, it's all about nonconformity. And, and I think the, ta- the thing I want to talk to you about today, and, and this I find this fascinating, is the idea of, of how focusing on tactics is ruining, you know, your business. And, and, and dare I say that maybe it could go beyond your business if you focus too much mm-hmm. on tactics. I want you to start unpacking that, and I think we can have a really fascinating conversation about that. So why, why do you think that is the case? Why do you, or why do you know that is the case? Well, it's interesting. So I work with a lot of really successful entrepreneurs, leaders, CEOs, and um, a lot of people who are like have shrines to like David Allen and GTD and their like offices, mm. right? So they're just really obsessed with like productivity and strategy. And um, those things are really awesome. And um, it's I, I don't want to say anything bad about them, certainly not on this podcast with your audience, but um, I- those things are incredible tools. I've actually have a four part post about why I left getting things done behind. So no, no fear there. I mean, I love David's work and David's great, but yeah, it's not for everybody. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so there's this, there's a sort of obsession with like, how can I squeeze more out of my day? How can I be more efficient? And at a certain point in your growth as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a, as a business person, um, it stops being so much about what you're doing and starts being more about who you're being. Mm. And so if you stay obsessed and focused on tactics and always finding the perfect system, you start to miss these really key things about, um, about how to show up really, really powerfully. And um, if you really look at some of the most successful leaders, some of the most successful people that we um, connect with in our society or we admire, it is not, totally about what they're doing. It's a lot about how they show up and how they be in the world. And so what I really want to, what I do a lot of work with around clients is going, okay, great. You've achieved all this success. You're highly efficient and effective at these different areas of your life. What is the piece? Where's the come from place that you can change that actually changes everything about the way you're showing up? 
And it creates a different kind of efficiency. It creates an efficiency where you reduce the friction in your own life. You reduce the friction in the way you interact with people. Um, it actually starts to solve all sorts of problems you've tried to solve with other techniques and other ways, because the solution is not in doing something different. It's in doing those same things or similar things from a different a different way of showing up. Okay, so I hear this and I immediately think you must have had like an epiphany moment in your own in your own life about this because this is like we're it's funny i had i mean again having been a gtd devotee and and i mean i stu i've studied productivity practices for years um that's why i went from like an enthusiast to a strategist i mean I, and and so what was your you must have gone through the point where you felt like hey i'm just doing productive or doing and not being where mm. where did that like where did that come to you and then where did you have that kind of you know what i'm i'm i got to flip the switch Sure. So I worked in the actually worked in the music business for a really long time, worked in the music business for about eight years, and I was very efficient at getting and then getting rid of jobs. So I actually had 30 jobs before I was 30 years old. And because um, I would go in and I would just learn my whole thing was like, I just wanted to learn how to master that job and I would learn it and then I would get bored and then I would get distracted and either get fired, or I would quit. And so um, I was really very efficient at learning things and, and gathering data. And I realized after a while that this cycle just kind of kept going. I would learn something, I would get bored, I would leave it. And it, it never really felt satisfying. Like I got better and better jobs. I was working for, you know, I started out being a kind of low level assistant for a record label. And then I was, I was a guitar tech for a rock band. I was touring around the country. And then I was running a music venue in Portland. And even though I was quote unquote advancing in my career, it just never really felt that satisfying, right? It felt good to like learn how to do these things better and to get better at connecting with people and build better relationships. But there was a sense of like, um, I keep reaching for this sense of freedom. Like, oh, when I do this, then I'll be free. When I do this, then I'm going to feel all this love and acceptance from the people I want to be around. And I kept getting to those places. And then I would, one thing I would do is I would kind of push the goalposts further out. So it wasn't actually that satisfying. And the other thing was that it didn't, it never really felt like it was really feeding me. And so um, I ended up leaving the music business and I met a guy at a party. I was 28 at the time. And this guy was 23 and he just like seemed calm and happy. I was like, what? I was like kind of pissed. I was like, what is this guy's deal? Like, how are you 23 and happy? And I'm 20. I've worked so hard, built this career and I'm not happy. And I, I was like, what's, what's going on with you? And he goes, oh, I, I live at a Zen monastery. And so, um, he started telling me about Zen meditation. And so I started asking him questions and I started doing meditation and I actually ended up moving into and living at a Zen monastery for two and a half years. And, um, that period of time really taught me like, oh, there's this really key and important thing, which is it's not just about the kind of career you're building. It's about the way you're showing up to your life every day and how you show up to the to the things you do, whether it's productivity, whether it's selling, whether it's coaching, no matter what it is, there's a way you show up to it. And that actually has a bigger impact on how satisfied you feel, how fulfilled you feel, and really just like how effective you are at creating the impact you want to create. So let's let's talk about um, systems and frameworks. I am a frameworks kind of person, but sure. I'm not I'm not rigid about it. In fact, one of the reasons I left GTD behind was because I felt that there was too much rigidity. And it's interesting when I when I did this, Toku. I think you'll probably find this. Uh, this won't be foreign territory to you. Is that <laughs> I had people that were like, "Yes, thank you for saying this," and then I had others that were like, "You're doing it wrong. You're crazy. How dare you?" Like there was yeah. the there are both sides of the equation. Do you, 
in order, in my, my opinion is, is that in order to really be and follow through with, and I think we, what I'm, I'm getting is like the purpose behind the process, right? Like, why are you doing this? Like, what's the real, wh- how, why, why are you doing this stuff in the first place? Like, what's the, what's the, you know, instead of making it about an outcome of, you know, a fixed outcome for one thing, what about if it's like the outcome of who you ultimately are meant, you know, want to be? There's got to be something there. I mean, so when you say focusing on tactics is ruining your business, do, do frameworks fall into that? Or like, you must have some kind of way to say, hey, here's how you could still execute without it, you know, feeling like you are, um, you know, feeling like you're trapped or or in too rigid of a place. Does that make sense? Totally. Uh, you know, um, I think the thing is, is that when, again, this is not that tactics are always bad. It's sort of tactics, tactics in service of what, and Mm. what I notice when I work with people is that they, they believe that, well, if I get this right tactic, if I, if I can just like, you know, if I just get the right tactic, right. That then this other thing that I really, really want is going to happen or the right, or or the right tool too. Cause I mean, that happens all the time. Like people say, Oh, you know what? If only I use Evernote or if only I, I get this oral, I mean, it's funny. I've Ryder Carroll sent me a bullet journal again today, which is great. I love the idea of bullet journaling, but people say, if I start bullet journaling, I'm going to be in a much better place. Like that, that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. And, and, you know, again, these tools and things can really help you be successful, and they tend not to give you the thing that you ultimately want, right? So if you can, uh, I, I mean, I have invested a lot of time, money, have hired people to really help me develop really amazing systems and processes in my business and really great tactics. And nothing can replace two things. And this is sort of, I, I'm offering a framework, that's sort of anti-framework. So there's two things. So the first thing is like, is my business a representation of my deepest beliefs and the highest expression of my consciousness? Like, is my business, like, is the way that I'm showing up, is it really coming from me? Right. And the reason why that question is so important is because if you don't answer that question on a regular basis, one of two things happens. So one is you create a really amazing business, that a ton of money that's deeply unsatisfying because it doesn't really speak to you on any, on any deep level. Right. And, and, you know, different kinds of businesses can speak to different people on different levels. Like my father um, had a business, business that sold military music and he was a former, he was a veteran. Right. And so most people be like, well, that's not a very like big purpose. You know, he's not saving starving children in Africa, but for him, it really spoke to him. He loved music. He loved people in the military. It really spoke to him in a really powerful way. So the business really aligned with him. Um, but if you don't like you end up kind of running, you end up basically giving yourself a, a job, right? Cause that's what you do in a business. You're kind of hiring yourself to do a job just like with really bad pay at first. And so, um, you're hiring yourself to do a job you actually don't want to do. You're kind of creating a life you don't want. And the other thing that happens is that um, if you don't answer that question is that your business doesn't become a catalyst for your own personal growth and change. It becomes just a distraction from the things that you're not actually getting but want out of life. So that's the first question is, is my business the true representation of my uh, of my highest consciousness and deepest beliefs? And the second one is, um, am I living in deep rapport with myself? And the question I use to to kind of catalyze that or look at that question is, um, am I willing to experience the guilt of getting what I want? And to me, this one simple question, which is around, am I willing to experience the guilt of getting what I want, is so important to creating a successful business and a successful life because most people don't ask for what they want. They don't build the business that they truly want. They build the business they think can be successful. They ask for the thing they think they can get. 
And so they end up not getting what they actually want because they don't ask for it. They kind of aim and create a tactic around this thing over here. We're like, well, I think I can get this. Let me build a tactic for it. Instead of going, well, what do I really actually want? Am I willing to experience the guilt of that? And what happens if I arrange my life, my tactics, my energy, and my team, and the people who are in my life around that ultimate goal? Let's talk about these three levers that you talk about in uh, you talk about in your work as well. Guilt is one of them, right? But there's two yeah. others. Um, you've got vulnerability and presence. Can you unpack that a bit? The three levels of being, because I think you've you've touched on the on the one, but uh, both of I think all of them, like you said, they they need to be they need to be accessed. So as you say, so you can improve you know your productivity and make them more effective in what they what they do and what they who they want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about vulnerability. That's it's a really interesting one. I was recently working with a very successful coach. You know, she signs $50,000 clients, has you know, been coaching for 10 years, hugely successful. And um, she was in a group that I run called the Samurai Coaching Dojo. And we were doing a, a session about enrollment. We're having an enrollment battle where we take all the samurai in one dojo and they battle against each other to enroll a client. And she actually got knocked out early on in one of the first rounds. And she sent me an email and she said, well, the session was kind of boring for me because, you know, I don't really want to change what I'm doing and change how I'm enrolling. I just want to get better at it. And I asked her this really simple question, like what happens if what would have happened if you'd shown up vulnerable and open to being impacted in that session? Right. She comes from this place of I'm strong, I'm capable, I'm confident. What happens if you're willing to say like, oh. I'm open to learning and being impacted by the people around me. I'm open to sharing the places in which I struggle. I'm open to sharing my real humanity. I mean, one of the things I love about Chris from World Domination Summit, and when he's on stage, he's not this like polished, mm. sharp speaker. He's not Tony Robbins. Like he's Chris. He's really honest and vulnerable. And it's one of the things that really draws people to him. So your ability to become more effective on your teams, in your business, in your relationships really rests highly on Am I willing to show up and be vulnerable? Am I willing to be impacted by people who maybe don't have the quote unquote expertise I have, but also am I willing to be honest about what I'm really struggling with and, and what I really want and, and really show up with that level of vulnerability? It creates a lot of like vulnerability creates possibility. When you show up with vulnerability, a lot of things open up. Um, they become more flexible, more fluid, and you actually draw people into wanting to connect with you and be around you because you're just being this real, amazing, authentic human. So that's really the key around vulnerability. Um, I can go into presence, but I want to see if you had any questions about that. No, I think that it's funny. One of the things I noticed about, about um, Chris when he's on stage, and uh, this is, this happens every year at World Domination Summit, is that when he gets to the tail end, as he wraps up, he rolls up his sleeves. It's a very deliberate act. And he's spoken here in Victoria. We brought him up to Victoria for an event before. And mm. you're right. There's, there's a deliberate uh, component behind it. And I don't think, and maybe you can, you can expand upon this. Don't think you can be as deliberate in, in as genuine a manner if you aren't willing to be vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it becomes even more important, the more successful you are. I mean, I work with people who are at the top of their field in what they do. And one of the first things we work on, one of the reasons they hire me and pay me so much money is that I don't care how successful they are, right? Everyone else in their life is telling them, you're so amazing. You're doing all this great work. You're so much better than they're all kind of like mooning over this person. And I look at them and I go like, you're an amazing person. And for you, you've just gotten started. There's an opportunity for you to create something even more amazing. And it immediately puts them in a place of vulnerability. They're used to relating to the world from a place of strength. But when, when you look at that, like, oh, like for you, like you, you're, this is, this is just a little bit of your capacity, right? And especially when you're a high performer, like 
often you could run a very, very successful company, be very, very efficient, and actually really be working at a very small amount of your capacity. But it requires a certain amount of vulnerability to stretch yourself beyond where you are now to what's really possible. So um, it's really, it's really enrolling for it's really, really enrolling for Chris. And what I love, I think one of the reasons why Chris is so innovative and so successful, like like we were talking before the show, he he got rid of the connect tickets. He's mm-hmm. just doing these a thousand tickets. He's willing to say, like, hey, I tried to make it bigger. It didn't feel right. I want to. I want to go back to the way we were doing it before. That takes an incredible amount of vulnerability to do something like that. Yeah, and he scaled back from three thousand to one thousand too. Like th- yeah. it's not the. And that's the thing is that when you do it consistently, and see, this is this it definitely relates to what you're talking. When you, when you when you are in touch with yourself, and you and you know that that's what you really want, you will be willing to do that over and over and over again, as opposed to making it look like it's it's an anomaly, right? Yeah. Well, and I think this gets back to the original point, which is why tactics ruin people's business, is that the mindset that people bring to developing tactics is, I'm going to develop tactics. It's like, I'm going to build a tank where there is no weaknesses, right? I'm going to build such a perfect day and a perfect system around my day that I'm a tank where there's no weaknesses. And that's the wrong mindset to bring to tactics. If you want to say, like, okay, I'm going to bring, a, I'm going to have like build a tank that like gives food to starving children, right? That's an amazing thing. Like you don't want to build that tank with perfect armor because then you can't get the food out, right? So there has to be this sort of like understanding, like, okay, I'm building this efficient system for the purpose of what? And for me, one of the things you have to build into tactics or into systems is how do we create space for vulnerability? How do we create space for humanity and authenticity for the moment, for the spontaneous moments where we get to create really amazing things? And so that's the piece around like, especially around tactics, where if you're building tactics with this idea of I build the perfect tactics, I will be perfectly protected. There's always a flaw in your system. I studied philosophy in college. People spend their whole lifetime building up this whole philosophical thing about the universe. And then some, you know, 21 year old philosophy student would tear the whole thing down and and bring in a new school, right? There's no perfect system that will keep you perfectly safe. The only way to be perfectly safe is to show up with incredible vulnerability because then you expose your weaknesses in a way that actually creates strength instead of taking strength away from you. Let's dive into presence now. And I think that one of the things I love about this idea is that presence means you almost have to step back. You have to like, you know, be willing not to move forward for a moment because that's where I think a lot of people get stuck as well. Do you want to unpack that a bit? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had a really great, I kind of got my own, um, we teach what we most need to learn. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I got, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. So I, I, got, that, I got really I like, that around a lot. <laughs> yeah. I got really zapped by this actually, um, the last couple of weeks. So I've been since, um, you know, my business really blew up. I built, uh, um, I did personal training for a while and I had this background in the music business, but I basically built a six figure coaching business in 18 months from scratch by myself, which is really hard to do. Uh, mm. Suffice to say, no one told me I wasn't supposed to do it, which is kind of how I did it so fast. So somebody has just said, you know, you're not, you're not supposed to grow that quickly, slow down. Um, but I didn't know. So I grew this really incredible business. And the downside to that is I didn't have these systems and tactics really there. And so, um, I was really struggling since last December. I've been, um, on a scale of one to 10 where 10 is completely burned out. I was like starting to hover around a five or a six. And I basically was in that place from December until about two weeks ago where I went to my team and I said, Hey guys, like I'm, I'm burning out. I'm just like, I'm not able to process information. I'm not doing a very good job. I need to take a week off. It was, it was really hard. It was incredibly vulnerable to trust that my team would take care of me to trust my amazing fiance. Who's my, who's my business partner as well, that she would like, 
step up and I wasn't going to cause her to stress out because she's got a lot of pressure on her as well. Um, it was really, really hard to do. And this amazing thing happened when I just took the week, you know, I just like went to, I went and saw fast and furious and just like hung out, you know, went to the movies and just walked around the parks in New York city and just, just, just kicked it. I did a few calls, but nothing else. And it was amazing in that one week that I took time off. I had more insights about what, where the business needed to go. I saw the places where our team needed to improve. I saw the places that I was getting caught up that caused the burnout. In some ways, the week off was the most incredibly efficient and powerful week I've had in the business in a really, really long time. And so it's that piece of presence. Yeah, it's your ability to step back. And this is especially where this sort of tactics piece come in is we think that we create tactics as a way to sort of get on autopilot. And there's something powerful about creating habits that kind of keep you going. But if you're building systems and tactics, you need to be building systems and tactics that allow you and create space for stepping back and being really present, right? So instead of going on autopilot, like how can we create spaces to really check in? Like what's really going on here? What's, what is the real problem here? And where's the opportunity or where's the thing that we're not seeing because it's just a little bit out of our eyesight, right? But if we can slow down and start to look around, we'll see all these amazing ways to grow our business, all these amazing ways to improve our lives and all these amazing ways to be more efficient and actually be more productive, but they actually come from relaxing our focus on productivity, relaxing our focus on building this perfect system. Toka, this has been great. Um, I could, we could go on for, we haven't even touched on like Leo Babata and, and all that stuff, like all the stuff that Leo's, because I've been a fan of Leo's for a while. We've, we've, we've had uh, some chances to chat and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to wrap up here. I definitely want to have you back on the show in the future though. So uh, where can people find you online if they want to learn more about you? And I've also linked to one of your Ted talks as well in the show notes, uh, the one in Zurich. So uh, I definitely want to make sure that people can learn more about you because we're, 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 we're kindred. <laughs> we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, well, if you're interested in, um, my, my coaching practice is full right now, but, uh, probably by the time the show airs, I'll have a couple spots open up. I do accept applications for clients in advance because they usually, the spots get grabbed it pretty quickly. So if you want to find out about my coaching business, you can go to unexecutive.com. Um, that's where you can find out my one-on-one coaching. And then if you're a coach or interested in coaching, I know that you're a coach, Mike, um, my partner and I run this really cool program called the Samurai Coaching Gojo, which is like a residency program or an accelerator for coaches where we just work on the craft of coaching. It's not a training school. It's not a marketing school. It's like it's really hard to describe because there's nothing else like it out there in the coaching industry. We bring amazing coaches together and have them practice their skills and crafts with one another and as a way to really improve their abilities as coaches. And you can find that out by going to samuraicoachingdojo.com or coachingdojo.com or coachdojo.com. So depending on how bad your memory is, just pick one of those URLs and you'll find us. Awesome. Thanks so much for joining me today, Toku. Thank you so much, Mike. What did I say? You're going to have to go back and listen again. I mean, I had to go back and listen again because there's a lot of really cool things. In fact, when when I put together the bonus material, which is for our members, they they ate, I mean, I could have gone on for longer. In fact, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking to Toku again, because there's just a lot there. Now, if you want to get that bonus material, that bonus content, if you didn't get enough of Toku on this episode, go to patreon.com slash productivity. It's become a member. There's two bonus episodes per week. There's other additional content. There's a Slack community there. There's a lot of conversations going on. It's a really vibrant community. I'd love it if you'd be part of it for as little as a dollar. 
as a Patreon supporter, you can get access to that. So head over to patreon.com slash productivityist to make that happen. And if you love the show and you can't do that, or you'd love the show and you still did that, uh, a rating or review on iTunes is always helpful because it helps people find the show, helps me see what we're doing well, what I need to improve upon, and that way I can learn from that and move the podcast forward and help you move forward in the progress, in the, in the process. See, I'm so torn. I'm so bewildered, so amazed by what we talked about that I'm tripping over my words. It's just, there was so much there. Uh, big thanks to Toku for joining me on this week's episode. Big thanks to John Polster for producing the show, as always. And thanks to all of you, my supporters who are patrons and people who are listening to the podcast, whether it's your first time or you're uh, you know, a long-time listener. Thank you for tuning in. It's me, Mike Vardy, wrapping things up. I am the host of the Productivityist podcast and the founder of Productivityist. And I'm here to remind you, until next time, Stop guessing and start going. <laughs>